Hello everyone and welcome to the next episode of the Flash Forward podcast in association with Passenger Transport Magazine and here Alex and I are in the beating heart of the Reading Buses headquarters and it's a delight to be here. It is, it's a really colourful place, love coming to Reading, I love the reception we, we, we get here when I come for meetings, Dolores, the Chief Exec's PA is the friendliest PA you could ever meet. Um, it's great, and we're privileged to have as our very first guest today, Caroline Anscombe, the Human Resources Director for Reading Buses, um, who we've asked to come in and talk a bit about um, diversity and some of the stuff they've done at Reading Buses. I want to get a bit of the gossip on Martin Gilbert going to um, go northeast, and, and I'm here also to have a chat with her because Flash Forward Consulting is involved once again in the uh, process to find the new chief exec. So. Uh, Hi there, Caroline. How are you today? Hello. Yes, I'm really good, thank you. And thank you for inviting me to take part in your podcast. It's an absolute delight. And I think, you know, the moment you walk into the building here in Reading, you know that this is somewhere different. This is somewhere that is that is different from most bus garages that one enters um, around the country. And most of us have been in a few. You know, there's bright colours, there's browns and pinks and yellows just in the reception building it's clearly somewhere that does things differently and the inside of the building here matches the way the fleet looks like on the road and 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 you know when you get off the train at reading and you you have a look at the buses going around the use of color the use of names you know it's absolutely leading edge and you want to wander around the depot and i had a an absolute acid test when i wandered into the uh, engineers locker rooms by accident and uh, the quality of the facilities here was also fantastic. And clearly it's an organisation that invests in the people who work here. Um, and, and that's a delight to see. And we, we wanted really to talk about diversity because diversity in the industry is something that I think it would be fair to say the bus industry is a little bit behind maybe the mainstream historically. And there are some isolated areas of best practice. And we talked about a couple of them last time around. But generally, it's something that is becoming increasingly important. And we wanted to learn a little bit more about it from somewhere that's delivering it. And when I, when I think of diversity, I think of difference. And I think of celebrating that difference between people. And I think probably most critically, it's reflecting the community you serve in your business. And there are lots of different ways that that can be achieved. But ultimately, that's what you're looking to do. Because if you're going to get close to your customers, you have to reflect the way they think and you have to be close to them. That means that your organisation must be diverse. So putting you on the spot then, Caroline. Yeah. So I follow uh, Martin on Facebook and, and I'm always sort of uh, looking with interest at you know, either him driving rail replacement buses at weekends or uh, I see a lot of stuff around you know, the, the, the Reading Buses football team winning trophies mm. and beating uh, uh, other bus companies. And uh, I see quite a lot of references to diversity. What, what, have you, what have you been up to here then? Well, we, it's something that we're you know, very passionate about. And I think that um, the Reading Buses is really all about creating pride. Um, and there are three strands to that. Pride in uh, our employees feel proud to, uh, to do their job and to work for Reading Buses, that our customers are you know, proud in their bus company and that the local communities are also very proud of, of who they work for and I think that you can only achieve that by actually celebrating who we are as individuals um, and, uh, and as you said earlier you know it is all about uh, recognizing the differences and really sort of celebrating the differences so we we look at um, 
difference in all its in all its forms. Mm. So whether that's through gender, through sexuality, through ethnic or uh, religious background, um, disability, mental health, um, and so on. Um, and we look for opportunities to to uh, recognise that and to celebrate it. Um, I mean, you talked earlier about the local community. Reading itself is a very diverse community. See, I wouldn't have thought that. No, I thought it was all Waitrose. Well, yeah, all sort of commuter types, you know, mm. bankers, etc. No, I, I got on one of their buses, and I have to say, I, I, I was I was quite surprised, pleasantly surprised. But it's actually. a university town, so yeah. it's going to have that element to yeah. it, I suppose. Yeah. But also probably a, a first or second. Uh, sort of stage immigrant town yes. as well, I suppose. I mean, you might be surprised to learn that in the most recent population census in 2011, um, over over a quarter of the Reading population identified themselves as BAME, mm. um, you know, black ethnic minority, black Asian ethnic minority uh, background. So um, it's really important that our company reflects that mm. because, you know, we're, we're a huge part of the local community. Um, and, and do you map that across then? Is that one of the, is it a sort of KPI that you would yes. you would look at and, and try to reflect yes. in the organisation? Yes, exactly. So, and we, we do reflect it um, pretty pretty accurately. Um, I mean, I think certainly amongst our driving workforce, that's true. Uh, areas to continue working in is uh, you know throughout the engineering department yeah. and the uh, the offices to a lesser degree. Yeah. Um, you know, we we have. Uh, representatives of, of different ethnic backgrounds in our management structure as well um, and, the, and the, your, the workforce here in Reading whereabouts are they living are they close to the depot or are they oh that's an interesting question um, it's a mixture most people are you know pretty much local to Reading, Reading people yeah mm. um, other people do travel in from Bracknell mm. um, and when we have um, you know services that operate now out of Slough, mm. uh, and obviously we've had services that operate out of Newbury for quite some time. Mm. So mm. you know that, that it's kind of spread through the. So it's quite a big a draw bit. then. Mm. So, so places like Southall that have high ethnic concentration, mm. um, really you know really diverse places, they're not far away. Southall on the train to Reading was about fifteen twenty minutes, is it? Maybe a bit more. Something but like do you attract as far away? As those communities, or or is it mm. is it closer to home? It's more close. It's closer yeah. to home than that, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm. And of course, you know, we've got the the gender issue as well, mm. and um, you know, certainly bus driving has traditionally been a, a, a male dominated yeah. Um, yeah. occupation. Mm. I mean, we've worked you know very hard to try and encourage more women to join the company as as, as a bus driver or, or in other departments. Um, I, I in preparation for this. Uh, conversation I was looking at some statistics yeah. and in 2012 9% of our drivers were women um, today we've got 15% wow. uh, of our drivers who are women so that, that I think that represents something like a an 80% increase in the number and, of and, and, and how how mm. have you done that because there'll be people who will be listening to this who will <laughs> want to replicate that and yeah. steal all of your excellent practice I, I think I think a lot of it's about role modeling mm -hmm. because you know we as a, as a species I suppose we kind of identify with people um, that we think we can emulate yeah um, and what we've tried to do is to role model uh, some of our fantastic women drivers um, whether that's in you know local using local media local press um, we have a uh, a huge great big vinyl of a woman bus driver on the side of our training vehicles um, so it's really trying to get people in the community to think 
I could do that. Yeah. Um, and I think at some point you reach a critical mass where you know enough, you know, women are, are doing this job that they, um, you know, that it just becomes the norm. Yeah. Um, what, what, and what about things like sort of shift lengths and shift types? How much of a how much of a, a challenge to is is it to overcome? How flexible are you here on those sorts of things? So that is a big challenge. Um, you know, we we aren't as we aren't able to offer particularly flexible working yeah. for for women and uh, or for any any employees. And I think part of the problem with that is that obviously where you've got childcare responsibilities, um, that's something that you've got to juggle with. Mm. Um, so it's it's rather than um, being able to be be flexible because you know the, our shifts are our shifts so mm. that is you know that is a real challenge. Mm. Um, so I think it's working within those constraints and and you know the positives of the job outweigh the you know the kind of challenges that that people with childcare responsibilities have to overcome. So if I want to do the school run in the morning mm. and I'll be back to do the school run in the afternoon, would you have a job for me at Reading? If I was any good and competent to do yeah. a job at Reading, yeah. <laughs> of course, that's the big one, dilemma. Is I think currently the answer would be no, mm. unless in an office, perhaps, unless in maybe. an office, yeah, yeah or, or yeah. you know, uh, um, maybe part of the engineering mm. team. Um, but certainly, as a as a driver, if you had, you know, if you had, if you if you had personal requirements that meant that you had to be uh, available to, you know carry out your personal responsibilities at either end of the day that that would be a challenge yeah. for us. Mm. But I suppose yeah. there's a tipping point in the industry I mean, it's a bit of a vicious circle here is because if you want to do this really seriously across the whole industry and really make a step change we'd have to invest in the roster to create yeah. additional turns to enable us to do that yeah but while bus patronage is going down across the industry and I know you're you're, you're doing well to try and arrest that here indeed um there's not the money to be able to invest in additional mm. you know, shifts. It's always been like my the holy utopia. Crowd, yeah, I, you know, spent a lot of management time when I when I was running a depot trying to fix that issue because I always had this idea that, we, you know, you you would have cracked it if you could have a shift that everyone was happy with, mm. and like striving to that utopia, yeah. like the point at which you give up. I think you 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 know you said well you know we can't do it. And mm. I think. I think as an industry, we've got to keep trying to do to do that. Yeah. You know, to get because people live different lives now, mm. you know. And I know we, you know, we have peaks and we have evenings and we have weekends. But you know, I, I think uh, collectively as an industry, we've got to try and crack that wherever wherever you are, whether you're yeah. on a railway or on a bus or you're driving a cab or whatever it is. Um, because I'm sure there must be a utopia we can give everyone. Like so yeah. what about the Sexual orientation. I've seen around the office today uh, a lot of the uh, the, the the rainbow yeah. uh, f uh, flags and images, and I couldn't work out that whether that was your corporate branding because there's so many colours <laughs> in the kind of brands you got, yeah. or it was the rainbow. But yeah. but you know, I've seen on on Facebook and social media that you've done a lot in in that area. Can yes. you maybe tell us a bit about? Yeah, that? of course. Yeah. So for the last three years, we've supported the Reading Pride Parade, mm -hmm. uh, which takes place each September. Um, I've gone along and uh, you know walked in walked in the parade um, we also have a, a bus that um, in the in the run-up to the parade takes part in London Pride mm -hmm. um, with the local LGBT uh, group it's called support you who do a fantastic work in you know locally in the Thames Valley um, and just recently just last weekend I think we had a bus in the uh, Reading Caribbean carnival um, which was also um, 
with the Support You group and, the, mm. and promoting the Reading Pride mm. um, parade in yeah. September. So, um, again, you know, it's really important that we that we acknowledge that and we recognise that and we celebrate mm. that um, because, you know, people of di- different sort of um, sexuality mm-hmm. are, are work here or in our community. You know, they are us. So, mm. uh, you, you know, know, maybe we sh- maybe maybe the you know I've sort of started this by by being a bit down on the industry, but maybe maybe we have come a long way. Right? Mm. Because if you look at an episode of On the Buses, yeah, just have a look at that. With Olive, Olive yeah, Bridge, yeah, yeah, and it's still on the television. I think mm. I think it's still on the television. Now that is that's an unthinkable situation mm. to have, mm. it, you know. Um, but it was probably, and that was before my time, was probably so prevalent back then. That maybe mm. the industry, you know, you think in a short, reasonably short space of time, it's gone from like on the buses mm. to participating in the sort of activities, mm. you know, that you're describing. Um, actually, that's a pretty massive transformation mm. culturally, you know. Maybe we're being yeah. a bit hard. I, I think, you know, the changes in the bus industry have definitely tracked the changes in society. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I was talking to my dad at the weekend and he was grumbling about some favourite TV programme that was on in the 70s and, you know, it wouldn't be allowed today. And, and mm. quite rightly, it wouldn't yeah, be allowed yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sickness and health. Was it um, something it like that? On the buses, was it? On the buses, no, it's still on that. Yeah. <laughs> I think it squeaks through on the yeah. buses, but yeah, I, 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 and it's a generational thing. Yeah, and people um, don't want to watch stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, the more the more we can encourage young people to join the bus industry, the quicker these the you know, prejudices and these. But do you think, putting you on the spot a bit, do you think in the bus industry there is a culture where you might not feel comfortable opening up about your sexuality? in a way that perhaps you might in other work environments? Or do you think we're no different in, in bus and we've come a long way in that I, area? I, I, I believe that we've come a long way, and I think that certainly at Reading Buses, mm. um, you know, people are very comfortable mm. about, you know, their sexuality. I mean, um, you know, potentially there are people that aren't, but, you know, we have people working in the offices uh, amongst our driving workforce mm-hmm. who, you know, are very comfortable talking, mm. not talking about their sexuality, but being open about it. Yeah. Be and how about mental health? Mm. Because, you know, I think some of the way, you know, the shifts work in the industry, some of the way people have to deal with, you know, customers who are not always respectful, mm. um, and, our, and mental health, was not something that we were discussing a few years ago when I was when I was involved heavily involved in the bus industry yeah. and is that something that is being discussed now? It, it is and it came home to us about four years ago um, when very sadly two of our employees took their own lives um, and it just kind of obviously hit the company um, and people who work here you know very very hard uh, there were people that were both popular and liked through the business and no one had really imagined that you know, they were the sort of you know, they were suffering any problems mm. and were, were likely to do themselves harm. Um, so it really was a wake up call to us that we needed to make Reading Buses a place where people would feel comfortable about talking about mental about their own mental health. Um, and for the in the following year, we uh, we we have a charity of the year every year. Uh, and our charity of the year the following year was the Campaign Against Living Miserably, which, mm. uh, if you don't know about it, um, raises awareness uh, around male suicide in particular. Mm. Um, because, unfortunately, um, I think 
uh, suicide is the biggest killer of men between the ages of 18 and yeah. 45. Mm. Um, so we really um, took that on board and uh, working with the Campaign Against Living with Jerry Calm, uh, we're able to make it a topic, a normal topic yeah. of, con of conversation in, in the business. Yeah. Um, it also coincided with us introducing an employee assistance programme um, as a way of employees being able to access that confidential, you know, professional help. Mm. Um, and we've had um, some really good feedback uh, around that. So I think making making the subject of mental health and uh, you know normalising it and, yeah. and, and accepting that you know one in four people at any time will suffer from some sort of yeah. mental health mm. condition um, is is massively important and a huge part of the diversity uh, campaign. And, uh, I suppose the challenge is you know historically, you know if you talk to a, an assistant operations manager and. You know, certainly I've worked in places where you've you've had the culture is to get the sickness numbers down, and someone's calling with stress, and you know, and all of that, and it, you know, balancing all of that, um, along with introducing, you know, what what for the industry are quite new ideas about mental health, mm. you know, and, and and taking it seriously, mm. you know, because you know, the, the the people who are managing sickness and absence ha have a challenge themselves because yes. you know they. they they have a set of you know, key performance indicators to manage, yes. and and the last thing they you know the last thing they want is something that's going to impact on on the, how they're performing in their job. Mm. So it's such a complex mm. area tackling it you mm. know properly. Mm. It is, but I think it's you know getting that balance right is is important. And and yes, of course we've all got uh, KPIs to to meet, but you know I think being able to talk supportively to to your employees at an early stage and, and recognize the signs and we, we've had training on uh, mental health first aid as well yeah. so recognizing those signs early and being able to have that kind of initial conversation yeah. with somebody is is really important yeah. um, and you know potentially uh, prevents a longer term situation arising by people you know all of our employees knowing that actually you know we are a supportive organization we recognise that, that that these things occur, but there's somebody to talk to, whether it's someone internally, a uh, manager or, or the trade union reps, um, who are also you know very supportive of this initiative, um, or or talking to our helpline. So, you know, a, a little bit of time and effort up front, yeah. you know, can potentially prevent some longer term issues. I think. What, what would you say your greatest hits were? <laughs> what were the things you had big successes with? What have you? Oh, that's a really good question. You know, the sort of thing that's that's really shifted a, a number in terms of diversity. I mean, you talked about having a female on the side of the training bus. You know, mm. it's that sort of stuff, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, I think, so we, we uh, for the last um, three years, I think, have been doing a, an annual employee engagement survey. Um, and one of the questions on the survey is, um, that uh, Reading Buses um, respects individual differences. And over the three years that we've been doing it, the, um, you know, the positive score on that has gone up by 16%. And we're currently, uh, the most recent survey said that 75% of employees agreed with that statement. And for me, that's a, a big recognition of, mm. the, of the work that we've been doing. Yeah. Um, and I think, I mean, I talked at the beginning of our conversation about pride, um, and that means, you know, employees 
wanting to work here, feeling proud of what they do. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we have fantastic retention rate. I mean, our, our turnover of people choosing to leave the business is only 7%, um, which, you know, to me says that people, you know, love working here. They love what they do. Um, and that means being accepted and involved in, in what they're doing. Yeah. Um, so, and I think diversity is a, is a massive part of that because if you recognize, if you're, if you're feeling engaged and, um, valued as a, as an individual, that means you with all your attributes and, uh, yes. um, and so on. So Mark, I guess the acid test was, you went off to the gents just before we started, you walked straight through the canteen. Was yes. it a diverse workforce? Uh, it absolutely, it absolutely was. And conscious that we were going to have this discussion, I was looking at it through that. Lens. through that lens I suppose you would say and yeah it was um, you know it really was and it was great to see because it was there was as much diversity and of course you know you can't always see all elements of diversity and I didn't really talk to anyone but in terms of what I could see it looked like a, a really diverse organisation with all genders and, uh, and ethnic groups represented and you know that is a, an absolute delight put a spring in my step you know knowing that it, that it comes across you know, when you when you walk in somewhere, mm. I think that's something that Martin and yourself should be really extremely proud, proud of. Yeah. Oh, extremely proud of. And and it brings us on. So um, Martin Gilbert's leaving. Sadly, sadly, just... bit of a shock that was. Uh, um, I mean, I think we probably guessed that Martin was on a you know career trajectory, um, and is certainly you know a massive star within the bus industry. Um, but sad, mm. definitely, that he's leaving. Um, he's made such a huge difference to to Reading buses. Um, you know, he's really taken the company to to a, a, the next level of, of where we want to be. Um, so, you know, we're 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 sad that he's leaving. We're grateful, hugely grateful for what he's done in the, in the time that he's been here, um, and really kind of excited about the next steps. Mm. Um, yep. Because for us, you know, it's it's an opportunity for you know somebody new to come into the business, and um, obviously you're assisting us with mm. that process. Um, so we're very excited about the. It's, the, the it's, next it's like one of the top five jobs in the industry, would you say? Well, not, not not in terms of well, size of operation, no, no, in terms no, of profile. Actually, because of the profile that that James Freeman um, and others before him and Gilbo has <laughs> has, has obviously is is obviously given. Um, this organisation, and it's a very attractive business because it's got hugely supportive council yep. operators who yep. are there. There, my understanding is they give the chief exec the freedom, flexibility, yep. and support to run the business yep. as a true P and L. In many ways, um, in some ways, I think unlike perhaps you would enjoy in in, in some of the big PLC subsidiaries, mm. um, and it's got profile ready. It's just such a great place. I mm. think this is one of if not the plum job at this level in the bus industry mm -hmm. so uh, and, and the other the other point is that you know you mentioned earlier about kind of passenger decline i mean reading buses is bucking that trend and mm. we've, we've currently looking at five percent customer growth and seven percent oh. revenue growth five so, percent oh. customer growth seven percent revenue growth cracking so Goodness that's unheard me. of that is incredible that is incredible that's a success Absolutely story fantastic in, in its own right huh? Brilliant. Well, well, thank you, Caroline. That's thank been you. fantastic. Really enjoyed I've, it. I've learnt some things. I'm yes. sure you've learnt some things, and probably people listening have learnt some things. So, thank you very much for your oh, thank you. time. It's yeah. been really thank good to hear. Okay. Thanks. Thank you.